at first, everything is hard, Joanna. Saving money is hard. Seeing your money in the bank when you know you want to, you have a habit of, you know, buying anything that you want at any time you want it. Mm-hmm. That's hard. It takes something to have the discipline. Also losing weight and having, you know, muscle definition in your body. At first it sucks, right? But then after you start to see some type of uh, shit, your body taking shape, then you become addicted to it. Yeah. You- want it. You love seeing yourself successful. You love seeing hundreds and thousands of dollars in the bank. That feels really good. But most of us don't give ourselves the opportunity to get there to the sweet spot. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast. I am here with Hazel Ortega. If you're not familiar with Hazel Ortega, now she's one of my really good friends. We met in a business group, huh, hun? Like probably about 10 or nine years ago. So, and I remember the first time we started coming together and really having these business chats. And first time I met you, I was just so taken upon all your big ideas and everything that you would always bring to the table to us women. And you have really helped me, Hazel, see new and different possibilities. So I'm really excited because I have been like trying to get you on, like, like we got to get her on the podcast. So Hazel, happy February. It's Valentine's Day weekend or week. How are you, hun? I'm doing fantastic. Really happy to be here. Always good to talk to you for sure. And I'm excited about this conversation. Oh, girl, I've been chomping at the bit. And if you can't see us right now, we're both in red. So how does it get any better than that with my red headphones? And I could see your beautiful book. It's one of my favorite books. Right before I was like walking around thinking, seriously, not just because you're my friend. That's a really good story. And Hazel, every time I put it on Instagram, somebody always buys it. And they're like, oh, my God, I read your friend's book or or something like that. I mean, so it's really talking to people. It's called From Bounce Checks to Private Jets. It's a perfect title. And so tell us about that, because I'm familiar with your story. And then after even reading the book, I learned more. Where did you grow up, Hazel? Give us a little background about you. Sure. I grew up in downtown Los Angeles. I was born at General Hospital, and for all my life, I thought that that was a fancy hospital because yeah. it was on television and yeah. people were there. And then I realized, like, that's the hospital. That was the county. That's the county. You know, people like me were going there. Anybody, you know, really low income. And I mean, it's a fantastic training hospital, but it wasn't the fancy, like, what you thought, you know, on, on TV. Yeah. Well, we grew up poor. We grew up on welfare. My mom was a single mom. She had five daughters um, back to back. She had a set of twins. 
and she had myself and my sister who her and I were Mexican twins. She had two kids born in the same year. And then the twins, (laughs) imagine that. Mexican twins. I've never heard that saying. (laughs) Okay. Keep going. So my mom was 24 years old, had four kids soon after she had her fifth daughter and was a single mom in this really poor neighborhood of downtown LA. We lived with the worst gang in the world. We grew up with the Mara Salvatrucha. This is one of the most deadliest gangs from El Salvador. Wow. Yeah. And just to give you an idea, I mean, they, they, you know, they cut their sandwich in half with machetes. (laughs) <laughs> that's how they eat lunch breakfast <laughs> yeah their fruit. their fruit yeah so we you know we had to get along grow up in this whole environment where you had to look you know over your shoulder and keep yourself safe my mom um was very preoccupied with taking care of her daughters you know we had to go to school on the bus and it was dangerous. Uh, by the time I was 12 years old, my best friend was stabbed and killed at the bus stop by rival gang members. Yeah, and there's all this violence. My cousin was killed also in a drive-by shooting when I was 19. And then eventually all this violence culminated to domestic violence with my mom. And she also shot and killed her boyfriend. So there was a lot of chaos, drama, and trauma for me growing up. And you grew up in the projects, right? I keep saying with the X, with the projects, projects. No, <laughs> no, I didn't grow up in the projects. No? Okay, wait, no. no. So, seemed like that. <laughs> well, correct me if I'm wrong, but you lived, well, I'm re- remembering from your book, it was like a high-rise building and you kept moving from, oh, but it was just like a low-income or like one of those apartment complexes, but it wasn't the projects. It wasn't the projects. Um, the projects are funded by government subsidies. We actually had to pay rent. I mean, it was rent granted. Uh, and it was 60 apartment units. I think that's why you think it was a project. Yes, that's why in my head I'm thinking, okay, yeah, yeah. And then you just kept moving from apartment to apartment. You said when your mom had a new boyfriend or something like that? Yeah, so my mom married and divorced many times while I was a kid growing up. And we always stayed in the same apartment building. We just changed apartment number. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I just, that's the part I remember from the book. I just got so ingrained into it. I loved it. Okay, so now when I met you, now just throw this out there because you were doing fairly well, right? You were doing about, and I'm going to throw this out there, about 10 grand a month ish. And you're like, I'm good. I'm doing good from where I came and something clicked, you know, but for how did you go from in high school where you were and then to where you are today? Take us through that, Hazel. Well, just to finish off my um, my past childhood, I didn't finish high school. I went straight to get a job and I became a legal secretary at a workers compensation up. Uh, law firm. And I helped injured workers throughout all the process that they were going through during this workers' comp claim. While I was working there for about seven years, I became an injured worker myself. I damaged uh, my, my wrist, my elbows, and my neck. And I know a lot of us that are listening here uh, are probably working from home. And I want to tell you, it's so important. You can work a lot, but you have to make sure that it's ergonomically correct. Yeah. Because once you damage your nerves, that's permanent. 
is not reversible. Um, you could have surgery, but if you're still going to be tapping and doing these things, it's going to come back. Mm. So the doctors told me that I couldn't do my job anymore. And so when I was told that I couldn't do that job anymore, which is the job that I thought I was going to have for the rest of my life, yeah. you know, like everybody else, your goal for life is like grow up, get a good job and then stay there and retire. Yeah. yeah. And at this time I was making $15 an hour and I really thought I made it. You were rolling girl. Yes. I was like, it was a clear to spend my $15 an hour check. I, you know, I got the money and rolling it in. And I was really happy about that. Yeah. And in retrospect, I wonder like what was going on with me. But in reality, uh, you know, that concept about the, the small fish in a small tank, like I was really happy with that because everybody around me and everyone that I knew, no one was doing better than me. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Got right. It. So I wasn't aspiring you know, to do anything else. I wasn't trying to get a better job. I was just happy with where I was and I could do that for the rest of my life. Well, this shock, you know, of being injured and not having, you know, the ability to do that job anymore made me uh, go back to school. That's the the vehicle that I used to get myself out of poverty. Right. So, yes, I was uh, getting fifteen dollars an hour, but I was I was broke. I was barely getting by it. And at this time, I already had three kids and I was married. So I had four kids at home and here I am about to lose my job. So I go back to school and I get I just go in and I don't quit. And Joanna, I went all the way at 30. I earned my high school diploma. And at 36, I was a psychologist. Yes. And I remember in your book, like you were saying, you were working and going to school at the same time and being a mom and cooking. I'm like, oh, my gosh. You just kept going. What drove you during that time, Hazel? Uh, Well, necessity, right? Necessity is a mother of invention, right? So I couldn't, I didn't have a vision. I didn't know what else to do except to go back to school. Plus, I had a mentor and uh, I, I was very blessed to have mentors in my life. I had a judge in my life that that encouraged me to go back to school. My boss was an attorney. He encouraged me to go back to school. And the doctor that I was seeing also encouraged me. So I thought to myself, like, you know, all these people think that I got what it takes to do it. Mm -hmm. I'll try to do that. And one of the things I talk about, because right now, today, what I do is I help injured workers go back to school as well. They're adults and uh, they have these disabilities and they don't believe in themselves. And they don't see themselves as successful students, right? And so I go through the process with them of creating a vision and letting them know that, you know, it just takes, you know, small steps create big, you know, successes. So it just takes, you know, small steps. And what I did was my first goal was to get my high school diploma. Then my second goal was to get my AA degree. My third goal was to get my bachelor's degree. And then in the end, I became a psychologist. So I couldn't say I want to be a psychologist, but I didn't even have a high school diploma. I couldn't even believe it myself. Mm -hmm. So just, you know, and another thing, a lot of us, like, no matter what we're up to, like if it's wanting to have a a lot of money, uh, wanting to lose a certain amount of weight, wanting to live in a certain certain lifestyle, what occurs is all the hard work it's going to take to make that happen. And so then we, we, we play small. We, we make our goal that we thought was a big goal, go back small. But in reality, at first, everything is hard, Joanna. 
Saving money is hard. Seeing your money in the bank when you know you want to, you have a habit of, you know, buying anything that you want at any time you want it. Mm-hmm. That's hard. It takes something to have the discipline. Also losing weight and having, you know, muscle definition in your body. At first it sucks. Right. But then after you start to see some type of uh, shit, your body taking shape, then you become addicted to it. Yeah. You want it. Mm-hmm. You love seeing yourself successful. You love seeing hundreds and thousands of dollars in the bank. Mm-hmm. That feels really good. But most of us don't give ourselves the opportunity to get there to the sweet spot. And everything that you're up to has the power to exponentially grow. Like, Something that you think would take five years to get, something that, you you know, hard work to earn can happen like this from one moment to another. But you have to start doing the small steps, right? So like for me in my education, the small step was get your high school diploma. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, like time passes either way. I'm going to have a degree and be 36 years old or no degree and be 36 years old. So. And I ended up, I mean, it seemed like the time went by so fast, I ended up getting a, a, a psychology degree. And then that didn't change my life, okay? Here I am, I'm 36 years old, I'm an educational psychologist, and I'm still fist fighting with my sisters. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Um, yes. So um, still, yeah, take the girl out of the downtown LA, but don't take the downtown out of the girl. That's right, okay? So none of that made a difference. But... <laughs> <laughs> you know me so good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, because this is the part. The one everybody that's listening is like, yeah, but you know, I had this in my life, but yeah, but so let's go there, Hazel. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I have all these defaults, right? Like I didn't know how to balance my checkbook. I didn't know, you know, I heard of it. It sounded like a really great idea, and then I would get lazy and not do it. Okay, so what I started to do was learn my life wasn't working right? Failed relationships, bouncing checks, and fist fighting. What I ended up doing was going to a personal development seminar. And that's where everything changed for me, where I realized I don't have to act this way. There's another way I could be. I thought this is just the way I am. And, you know, what exactly, right? You hear a lot of people say, well, that's just the way I am. Or somebody describes somebody else, like that's the way she is. Uh-huh. And it's the it's the biggest lie that I've ever heard anybody say. Yes, that I'm just the way I am. And in reality, no, we're always we have the capability of changing. Mm. We need to want to change, but we do have the capability of changing. And I have changed from night and day. I'm not the kind of person I was before I was 36, I would never touch a hair on my sister's head. And I feel ashamed that I ever did that. But how could I not coming from the way I grew up, not, not knowing how to solve my problems? But then I learned how to solve my problems. And get yep. mm-hmm. I'm really good at them. I'm solving my problem. I'm a master solver of problems. And you know what? In life, there are problems. So, you know, how are you going to handle them? I learned how to how to make my life work in all areas, my relationships, with everyone, my daughter, my sisters, my business partners, all of that, everything started to get better and better as I started to educate myself on on who I am and what I'm capable of doing. Oh, that's what I love about you, Hazel. Every time I talk to you, I walk away with, it's me. I change me. And I saw you a couple years ago 
And, you know, every time I see you, I'm like, oh, okay, Hazel will tell me something. You told me, Joanna, it's you, because I was having something with some people around me. And I really listened. I mean, I really took it. And you know, you're ready when you're ready. And I was ready. I heard it that time, Hazel. And I changed me. It took a while, like you said, but I was doing the work and doing the work. And now the relationships around me are so much easier. And I started changing the story, Hazel. I told the story real well. I was really good at telling the story of how this person did me wrong and and this person's horrible. And I changed the story. And I want to thank you for that. Uh, what you was busted. the you busted your sob stories? Totally, totally. Twenty twenty. One of my stops because I do start, stop, face, and embrace. And one of my stops was to stop telling these like lies of stories. You know, but I really believe I, you know, so I have you to thank. Thank you for that. When you went to this self-development, that first one, because I know you wrote about it in the book. What was like the pivotal moment? Because I know we all have, like I said, when I talked to you that time, there was like a change, a change. What was it for you? That one thing that kind of just sent you off down that new possibility. There were so many aha moments during that first weekend. I mean, I'm coming there like for the first time working on myself. So all of a sudden I got really present to all the lies that I tell myself. Right. Um, One of the things that I did was I realized, just like I said earlier, that we always say that person is a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I was saying that my sister was, you know, B-I-T-C-H. And then that's just the way she is. And then that's, and there's no changing her, you know? And so then it really limited our relationship. And what I realized was that I was seeing her from a a, a filter that that's who she was. And guess what? No matter what she did, that's all that showed up. Yes, And that was with my dad. Remember, I was like, I just saw him through a filter. Okay, keep going, hon. Yeah, those filters are amazing. So um, every time I every time I called her, guess who answered the phone? Yeah, right, that one. See, that and one. then we got to make ourselves right, Hazel. See, I told you, I told you, she's like that. Exactly right. And so you know, and, and then I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna invite her to come to this event. I know she's not gonna come, and guess what? The B didn't show up. You know, I, I need this favor. I'll call her, and and then of course the B didn't uh, do my favor. You know. Mm-hmm. So what I did realize is I was focusing on how she was on the phone that time when she didn't show up and that, but there was a lot of other times that she was freaking amazing, but I didn't see that because that did, it was, it's almost like, you know, like that was invisible to me. I was not present to it at all. And what I got out of that seminar, one of the first things was like, I have the most wonderful sister that anybody could ever ask for. Yeah. And I and I, I called her and I said, I'm so sorry. 36 years I've have you that you're a B. And in reality, you're the best sister that anybody could ever have. And I'm sorry for wasting all these years and um withholding love from you because of this idea I had of you. In reality, you don't owe me anything. Just basic being my sister, I love you. Yes. That's it. Yes. Yes. <gasps> That was amazing for me when I started to realize those what we do with filters. And then I started looking at other areas of my life and started transforming different areas. Yes. Do you feel like there's different seasons for you, Hazel, that you 
transform at a time or do you kind of go for a lot at a, at a while? You know what I mean? Um, well, what, what happens to me now is that I get it a lot quicker. Yeah. I- okay. <laughs> How do you think that you get it quicker now? Why do you think? Because there's less filters. What is it for you that you're able to actualize it faster? Yeah, a lot less filters, a lot less story. And I don't dwell on my thoughts anymore. I don't have a bunch of thoughts in there. You know, I don't have like, oh, somebody offended me or somebody, you know, uh, didn't show up on time. They're always late. And they make how that makes me feel like I'm not important. I don't have any of that stuff going on. So what I is what I say is like um, our, our brains are have barbed wire all around. Mm-hmm. With, like, with beliefs and stories. And so when in, new information is coming, it has to make its way through all that crud, you yes. know? And guess what? You might get like 1% out of that. Yes. Well, once you start taking all the barbed wire off and scrubbing it down for unlearning what you, all the bad stuff you learned, then it's like you're downloading all this information. Like, wow. I'll give you an example. I went to church with my aunt. And when I walked out of church after the sermon, I turned to her and I said, wow, the pastor said this, 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 and this. And I can see it happening in my life here, 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 and here. And she said, you got all that (laughs) out of that? Because she only got one thing and I got like 10 things. (laughs) Yeah, because she's processing through this, you know, and I don't have that. Yes. Okay. I'm having ahas because... A little over a year ago, when my past partner broke up with me, and I was devastated, this was like a week after, and I remember I saw you at an event, and I told you, and I wanted to get the sob story from you, I wanted to get the, oh, mija, you know, that feeling, and you looked at me and you said, whatever, the guy for you would never leave you, Joanna, (laughs) and it got in my heart with a little machete, mira, and uh, 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 twists it around and I'm like damn she's right I know but you know I wanted to throw in there I know but because I had so much barbed wire I couldn't see well he might come back to me he might etc etc the story mm-hmm. and your words and I'm I'm getting like um warm inside right now because those words really rung for me I couldn't hear it then yet Hazel I heard one percent when you told me right and it was like a little uh and later it kept opening, it kept opening. The, the guy for me would never leave me. The guy for me, and I got what you meant. And I believed and I believed and a little bit, like you said, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. And now scrubbing and I'm scrubbing and I'm scrubbing and all the barbed wires came down for love. And he popped in that fast, literally Hazel, that fast, you know, a couple months ago. And it was easy, it was effortless and he's way better. You know what I mean, Hazel? And I even told the story of what you said. I say those words over and over. And I'm saying this because when you're ready, you're ready. And if you heard 1% and are you willing to scrub the rest of those barbed wires? Like, that's how I see it now. I can look back. But at least I got that 1%, you know? And yeah. so my next season, like I was saying, I was asking you, is like my, my season right now, Hazel, is money. Because I'm like, I can actualize anything, girl, for everything else. It's the money that there's barbed wires there. And I'm getting really curious about what that is. So let's go into the money part. Let's get real. Because if we have a lot of barbed wires, a lot of filters, a lot of 
separation between us and money and energy. And I know you tell me, girl, that you visualize money coming to you. You're swimming in it. It's coming out of your butt, like everything. I think about you. Tell us about that. How the heck do you actualize money so quickly and easily? Yes, you, you just reminded me of one time many years ago, probably about eight years ago, where we were sitting down in a, in a meeting with our coach. And she said to us, by surprise, she surprised us to say that she was going to make all of us million dollar plus businesses. Yes. And I was angry with her. Like, what? You have no right to call me, you know, and tell me that I'm going to be a millionaire. Yes. And I raised my hand and I told her that I did not want to be a millionaire. And she was like, so taken aback. Like, why would you not want to be a millionaire? Uh -huh. And I said, well, because millionaires, I do want to be a millionaire, but I don't want to do what it takes to be a millionaire. And then she said, well, what does it take? And I said, well, they don't sleep. I know that they, they, they wake up at four in the morning and they go to sleep late and they're always working and they don't see their families and they have bad relationships. They don't even have time to take a vacation. They don't even golf. I love golfing. I'm not going to give that up for a million dollars. These stories, these stories, there was a movie already made. Yeah. Who told me that? I don't even know any millionaires at that time. Like, why am I inventing this whole thing about millionaires? Well, what I realized is that our environment teaches us so much. And in my small environment where I was, the story about millionaires was that they were bad people. Ooh. And the reason why we're poor is because the rich people keep us down. And, and it's like, they're the enemy and we're so angry with them, you know? And in reality, the only reason you're poor is because of your own self, because you're not willing to do the things that it takes to be rich. Okay. Yes. And it does take something. I'm not going to deny it. I did it. I did all the most uncomfortable things that you could think of. I mean, I was deathly afraid of public speaking and look, look at me now. Right. Yes. <laughs> I, I remember you're like, myself. yes. And I think I was in that room when you said, I don't want to be a millionaire. I mean, to see the art of you, Hazel. Yes. To see the difference. Okay. Keep going. Cause I love this conversation. Yeah, so here I was inventing all of that. Well, late, fast forward, what I'm realizing is that we're always inventing, right? We're the meaning-making machines, and we invent the meaning for everything. And so if everything that I, everything is invented, then why don't I choose to invent a story that serves me, right, versus the negative story, right? I just even talked to an employee yesterday who felt that she was being nitpicked. Right. And then I said, well, that's the story you're telling yourself. But you could also tell your story that you're being supported by the company and getting attention and people want you to succeed. Okay. It's the story that you're telling yourself. Pick one. Which one serves you? They're both invented. Right. It's not that truth. It, what you're inventing it. You take the one you want. So take the one that serves you. And when I had that breakthrough, I started saying, like, money is good. Being a millionaire is good. And so I started changing everything and attracting money. I started wanting these things that take money. So like I wanted a Porsche, a pimp daddy mansion, a million dollars. Uh, I wanted jewelry. I wanted jet. Yeah. A, <laughs> yeah. Private private. Yep. I started having a vision that included having a luxury lifestyle where I never had that before. I was always good. I'm good. 
Mm-hmm. I don't have to buy a $500 blouse. I'm good with a $30 blouse. Like, why would somebody, that's crazy for somebody to have a $500 blouse. But, you know, nothing is expensive. You just can afford it or not afford it. That's it, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yes. So, I started learning how to handle money. Number one, I became an expert in money. I took a a financial planning class. I started playing the power of zero, which is where you choose how much money you want to make. And then you add a zero. Add a zero. Yes. And you know what? Joanna, because, and I know you're, you, you know, you're in fitness. If somebody has a small goal of losing five pounds, what action do you need to take to lose five pounds. It's simple. I'm like, just start yourself for two days. Next, and you lose exactly, five pounds. Right, water pill, you're done. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to, is somebody going to look different if they lost five pounds? Mm-hmm. No. no. Yeah. And so, will you keep it off or create it? Keep it. Yeah. A big goal. Yeah. Okay, give me 20, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know, give me, you know, then you're going to see a difference in the person, right? So I added the zero and then I couldn't do small actions. I have to take big action mm. because I had a big goal. I had a big, hairy, audacious goal now. So it made me in my business stop doing some other things that were wasteful to my time. And I started focusing on money making activities. Ooh, MMA's girl. Yeah. So I became the vision gives yeah. you your actions. So I have a vision. I created a five-year vision of how much money I wanted to have, where I wanted to live, what kind of house. I said a pimp daddy mansion. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to have the love of my life. There was no indication. I didn't even believe there was a thing as the love of your life. And relationships with my sisters that looked like I was in heaven. Yeah. All of this, uh, I couldn't have even created it. Joanna, if I didn't invent for myself the miracle mindset, which is what I call it today, which is if anything is possible and I believe in God and I believe in miracles or I believe in a higher power, then what is possible for me in these areas? And then my vision was clear. Oh, you could live in a mansion if anything is possible. If miracle, if it's going to take a miracle, you can have all these things because a miracle is unexplainable how it's going to happen. What usually happens in our brain, when you set yourself a goal of like losing 20 pounds or saving $10,000 or getting a college degree, immediately your brain is going to say, what? You can't even read two pages of a book without putting it down. You know? <laughs> you. You can't even, you only have $100 in the bank. Yeah. Uh, you fight with your boyfriend all the time. How are you going to have the love of your life? So it immediately tells you all the reasons you cannot have those things. So you could say it, but it's going to, you know, it's going to die. What really inspired and motivated me was creating this miracle mindset, seeing all the little details. But the trick was that I had to pretend like it already happened. Mm-hmm. This is the only way that my brain wouldn't have that little itty bitty shitty machine telling me that's not never going to happen. You bear, you, you can barely pay your eleven hundred dollar mortgage. How are you going to have in a pimp daddy mansion? What I did was I created this vision as if it already happened, and how I felt living in this house, and what it looked like to be in love, and what it felt like to have all my relationships working. And my brain started getting imprints. And then now it was actually allowing me to attract all of that to my life. And guess what? 
easily and effortlessly. It didn't cost me $1 more to increase my net worth. Yeah. It didn't cost me, I didn't go back to school to increase my net worth. Mm-hmm. I didn't do any hard lifting to mm-hmm. change all my life. It was this magnetic field that we have around us was actually activated and it called into me and my life all these things. Honestly, like the people in my life, my sisters and my friends, they'll say like, Hazel, if I didn't see it, I wouldn't believe it. You are the luckiest person I've ever seen from jackpots to business deals yeah. to dropping weight without exercising just because I said so. Yes. <laughs> you are. You go to Vegas, you go to any casino and just boom, it pops up. That's right. How do you do that? Do you sit and meditate? Do you just walk and do it? Do you shower and think like what's your way? Well, no, no, no. I I keep my integrity in my life and I live a life that's a a good, wholesome life. I don't cheat anybody. Uh, You know, all of these, when we're living out of integrity, which means like, let's just say cheating, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, When you're bouncing checks, uh, when you don't pay back your debts, uh, when you lie, when you say you're going to go somewhere, you don't go and you let people down and you're fighting with your family and and uh, all of these pro- and then you, the promises that you make to yourself, you let yourself down. Yep. Those are imprints that you leave on yourself. And those imprints also block you from attracting everything that is out there for you. This whole entire world was created for our pleasure, right? For having the best life we can have. But it doesn't show up because, you know, you don't know how to say sorry. You you uh, want to be right all the time. Mm. You know, you're pretty much a shitty person. You know, if you so you have to fix these areas. So what I do always is work on myself. Always, always checking myself. If somebody's upset with me, I don't care. I'm gonna go there to that person and I'm gonna make that right based on what's going on over there with them. If they're saying that I'm acting in a certain way, then I take that on and I look at myself and I'm like, okay, why am I occurring this way to this person? And I really listen to understand and I apologize genuinely, authentically, and there's nothing in our space anymore. So I don't carry around baggage. So Mm -hmm. I attract it. So I I go to Vegas Mm -hmm. or anywhere I am in my life. I attract the right persons for everything that I want to do. I want to make a difference in the world. I wake up and somebody invites me to be an expert role for the United Nations. Like what? How do I get that phone call? Miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle, right? So we are, we are always attracting things to ourselves and guess what? It's good or bad. Right. So all we have to keep our lives in high vibe high vibe right so it behooves us to make amends with people to pay our debts to keep this lifestyle that we want we have to be really in integrity in all areas of our lives you know don't lie to ourselves Uh, you know if something's not working right away i'll i'll mastermind it and i'll figure out what is it what is happening that i'm not attracting what i know i want because i do everything that i want shows up is a given. Like if I say chair, a chair will fall out of yeah. my mouth. Mm-hmm. Anything that I say, I want. So yeah. that's the life that I live. If it's not happening like that for a certain amount of time, I know like I'm being ordinary, right? Like I'm, I'm being like, like ordinary. 
So if life seems ordinary to me, I'm like, something's wrong. I don't want to live in that realm of ordinary. I want to live an extraordinary life, you know? And so where I'm making a difference, I'm making an impact in the world. If everything around me just works. When I don't feel that high vibe, I check myself. Then how I do those things, I journal, I have a coach. I'm always creating my vision that I want. Well, what does it look like if I am in the zone? Like, what does that look like? What do I want? And it's like, then sometimes I just get reminded like, oh yeah, I, I, I'm pretty good right now. Like, this is pretty extraordinary today. You know, it was just like a, a moment. Well, yeah. Right? You remember sometimes you get into a moment that's a oh. long moment. Yeah. After you work on yourself, your moments are shorter and shorter and shorter. Hence the get up girl. I'm like, my get ups used to be six months, six weeks. And now it's like six minutes. You know what I mean? Right. Five minutes, I'm back up. I just need a quick boom. Sometimes it's six seconds. It's all good. Yeah. You know I, uh, I'll tell you something. It can be a nanosecond. In a nanosecond. Yes. Well, that's my next question, Hazel, because. I, I consider myself pretty consciously lucky. I can create and actualize anything I want. There is a block for me with cash. Now with money, Hazel, I can create money. So if people are going, what's the difference? For me, money is energy. So I can create free meals, free this. I mean, I get stuff all the time. Like people treat me like a queen, Hazel. So to me, that is money right? I can get free gas. I can get free stuff. People do things for me. Yet the cash is not there. So I go and I'm masterminding right now. Like I said, I'm in a season, like what is the block with the cash? What is something that you would tell me if I was just, you know, asking you and I call you up? Yeah. Well, what I talk about money is every dollar is a soldier and it has a job and you tell that dollar what to do. So if that soldier doesn't know what your dreams, aspirations, and what it's for, then it's going to go away. It's going to do whatever it does, right? So it's going to turn water in your hand because you haven't told the money what to do. What do you want a million dollars for? What do you want that for? Well, guess what? You might want it because you want to live in a pimp daddy house because you want to have a, a retreat lifestyle, you know, you want to have this particular car, you want to have a life that looks like you're always on vacation, you know, what do you want to do? Where do you want to make a difference in the world? What do you want to have a million dollars for? If you don't know what you want money for, you're not, you're not going to get it. And if you do, you're not going to keep it. I heard it, Hazel. I heard it. I heard it. I visualize all the time the house that I want. I know the colors. I know the driveway. I know the car. I know everything. I'm like, it is so close. I see it on Instagram. It keeps popping up. The disconnect, the what I just felt in my body is I am not communicating with my soldiers to tell them what to do. So they're like bored and confused. Yeah. And so, you know, re- re- reverse engineer. Yeah. Right? Like, what do you want all this for? And then you reverse engineer. And if you're in business, you know that then then another step you can take is, um, okay, so if I'm going to make a million dollars in this business that I have right now, what do I need to do, you know, and all the way back to, you know, back to your first 90 days. So that's how I plan everything all around my life. And that's how it's very predictable for me. So even like right now during COVID, uh, you know, I never really stressed out over it because I'm not here in today. I'm I'm in the future. I already yeah. know what my future is going to look already like. in summer. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my vision guides me and gives me how I am today. So I'm not concerned in the small stuff in mm-hmm. that. Oh, maybe today I didn't make the money. That's okay. Because I know in five years, I'm sitting pretty. If not yeah. five years sooner than that, because you know, um, in this sixth field, we exponential growth and everything can come at any moment. Somebody can come and knock on your front door and hand you a contract that'll change your life. Anything can happen. Miracles happen. I don't worry about situation right now that I haven't reached all my goals. It's going to happen. No doubt. Okay, Hazel. I I think that I'm living in the future, I think, too comfortably sometimes where I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. And then I use that as a distraction to then not do the things that the small things that are required to get there. I measure everything. So I know that what I do today is going to ensure that I'm going to meet my goal. And if I don't do these things, then it's not going to happen. Right. And that's really also very important. And celebrate your wins along the way. So yeah, if you're not doing it, Joanne, it's not mm-hmm. going to happen. Because number one, yes, it can happen just the way I told you, like somebody could come and knock yes. on the door and you didn't have to do anything. Yep. But opportunity finds you when you're working, right? Yes. You okay. can see this covered on this podcast right now. I'm using that as a distraction, as a lie to me, going, oh, I don't need to do it. You get what I'm saying? So then I'm lying to myself about that. And then so then I get comfortable. So knowing I'm, I have the awareness to know that I'm using that as a, as a filter to go, well, I, I won't track it over here because I want the miracle to happen. Does that make sense, Hazel? You get what I'm saying? Well, the miracle is not, uh, the miracle mindset is not for you not to do the things that you're supposed to do, right? So you tell the universe what you want. And then the other part of that is that you could do one little thing towards everything that you want. So for example, I wanted to be the largest workers' compensation counseling center in California. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, I, I had to get more specific than that. I wanted 26 offices, right? And, uh, and so I told the universe, I want 26 offices. And then what's one small thing I can do to make that happen? Well, I made, a, I made phone calls. I started to find out, well, how much does an office cost? And yes. so I made a bunch of phone calls. And what I realized was like, oh, I can't afford 26 offices. And then I thought, well, maybe 10, maybe 10. And then I'm like, no. And then somebody called me a few weeks later and said, hey, you called us and asked us how much the rent was, but then you never called back. And I said, you know, honestly, I can't afford it. I can't even afford 10 because I was asking for 26. Like one of those Regis places. Yeah. I was asking for 26, right? Anyhow, I said, I can't, I honestly can't afford it. And had real authentic conversation. That person called me back and said, I spoke to the owner and he said that you can have all the offices for free. Hmm. Okay. So I did something, right? I made the calls. Yes. You know, the heavy lifting, the universe is going to do it. What I would tell you to do, Joanna, is do a small thing. Do your small steps. What's the next small step that you can do? Those little small steps add to really big advances. So always do your next thing. Be doing, doing, doing. You know, don't avoid. If I have something on on my planner, I think you recognize. Yes, I know that planner well, girl. (laughs) I've been doing this for 10 years. Girl, you and I, right? Yeah. If I And I don't put a bunch of things in here that I'm going to do. I have 10 max things I'm going to do 
in the quarter, okay, my projects. And then in my daily to-dos or my monthly to-dos, it never expands more than 10. And then sometimes in one day, it's only one thing, okay? So don't overwhelm yourself. And it's a tiny thing that you can do towards each one of those things. And all of that will add up. And you know this because you know it from the fitness perspective, right? Like if you just cut out the sodas or the sugar, you can eat everything else. Well, that small step is going to make you lose a lot of weight. Yeah, it's going to add up. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it this time. I get it because I I have the awareness now. I have the aha that I was totally distracting myself with using that. Thank you so much. I hope everybody else listening too. By 2024, 10 million. 10 million people? Dollars, 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 y'all. Okay, I was like, books? Uh, I'm not not, um, um, thinking how much harder can I work so I can get $10 million. I'm not doing that. I'm just trusting that that's happening and I'm doing my small things that I can do. And I know that opportunity will find me, right? You never know what, what anything can happen. Like somebody could just come up to you and say like, Joanna, I love your podcast. I want you to do that on a live TV. Yes. And I'm going to give you your own show at three o'clock Monday through Friday. Yes. Got it. Yeah. But I got to do the things to get there and knowing the awareness of what, where I'm blocking myself in the barbed wire. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't even yeah. Do your little things. Do my little things. Stop yes. thinking. Stop thinking. <laughs> Tell me. Y'all, see everybody? See what she does? I love it. Hazel, yes, <laughs> with me, with me, girl. Because every time I need my little Hazel, oh, so good. So good. I, I also, um, before, when I used to think a lot about what people think and how I used to get offended and, you know, I put a little note on my computer that said, what would a billionaire do? Would a billionaire worry about... You know, one of my employees acting silly or that my, you know, a friend or what do people think of me? Like, no, no. And if they do, it's a nanosecond. Like, you know, you know, it's like a gnat falls on your sweater. Like, do you really notice it? So when I totally shift my thinking. I don't dwell on things. If I'm like, I haven't made any money. I don't know. I shift it to like, how can I, you know, yeah. like real positive all the time and I end up already having like this default of thinking this way but it wasn't always like that I had to do these sticky notes you know what would J-Lo do that question yeah I had what would Beyonce do here I go oh Beyonce would fire that person Beyonce would not care yeah it'd be a gnat right on her shoulder (laughs) I really got the soldier every dollar is a soldier and they need to know what to do put them Give them a task. Oh, my gosh. I heard it. Oh, that was so good. I hope everybody else out there, whatever you got, please DM us and let. Yeah, Hazel, where can everybody find you on Instagram? What's your handle so they could tag you? Wow. Okay, so my, my big, hairy, audacious goal is to impact a billion women and girls. So follow me on Instagram, Hazel Ortega Official. And I share a lot about my story, my journey, my ahas. I'm having aha moments all the time, every single day. Mm-hmm. I share videos. I talk about that. And if you like it, share it. Help me, you know, get these women out of poverty and and suffering in the world. Do that. Hazel Ortega official at, at Instagram. And then my gift today, Joanna, is that people can download my free visioning tool. Is the exact tool that I use to create my dream life. 
It's at themasteryofmiracles.com. It's really cool. It has worksheets to go with a video and you you write down what your vision is. And believe me that that's going to get you 50% there. And then yeah. everything else, you know, watch and do some little thing towards everything that you want. Absolutely. We're going to put that in the show notes and I'm going to email that out to my gals as well so that they can download that. And let's get you to the billion gals. The women and the girls. Yes. And the daughter. Yes. Yes. Oh, Hazel. Gosh, I, I have the tingles right now. I hope everybody else listening or watching has the tingles as I do. And I'm going to go tell those soldiers to attend hut and get in line and let's go. Like Beyonce, let's get information. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to tell them to get information. My dollars. Hazel. Yeah. I love it. I'm going to have so much more fun with it. Come on, let's I'm going to sing to my money. Oh, I'm going to make love to it. So fun. Anything Tell else, them. Hazel, before we're out? Multiply. Say it again. Tell them to multiply. <sighs> have sex with each other and multiply and have children, Hazel. That <laughs> speaks to me. Right? Whatever speaks to you, it works for me, right? It, it, it yeah. Make it rain. But I could so, let you multiply, get together, get together with an, oh my gosh, I'm loving it. Hazel, I'm going to have so much fun with it. Woo! Anything else? You want to throw in there before we're out? Yeah. Uh, I want your audience to pick up my book. Yes. Yes. <laughs> From Bounce Checks to Private Jets. And it's The Mastery of Miracles. It's how you can bring miracles into your life so that your life is unrecognizable. Pick it up. I'm telling you, you won't put it down. It's an it's a quick, easy read. I read it in about two days for me. That's quick. OK, because I'm like a 10 page, 10 page there, here, there. I'm telling you. And I told Hazel 42,000 times. I'm going to tell her again. She's got to make a movie out of this book. I'm telling you, y'all. It's so good. Yeah. And I'm like, J-Lo can play somebody and this person can play somebody. We're going to put it out there. It's so good. Hazel, I love you. I appreciate you dearly. You have been a pivotal person in my life that helps guide me. You're my Yoda. And I want to say thank you. And thank you for being here today and sharing your story with all of us. Well, thank you for having me and helping me impact the building girls or more. Yeah, Keep on doing what you're doing. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.